Let's hope there's no, uh, there's no magic disappearing timestamps. Yeah. yeah, if it does, I'll probably just wing my computer. Are you sure traffic. we remember how to actually do this? I how to actually do what? A podcast. A podcast. <laughs> I, I I don't know about you guys. I've been doing a podcast every single week. What what have you guys been doing? Waiting uh, for you. For you waiting for you. <laughs> B- B- Burger Nate, you hosted a podcast for like seven years, man. You, 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 what did you forget? Did you did you get off the bike and then turn around like what is this? What are the spokes? What are what those? Are those? <laughs> no, but uh, I did forget how to log into your account and upload it to YouTube. I mean, you don't have to upload it to YouTube. You can upload it anywhere. You can upload it to SoundCloud, to Stitcher. You, you can, can upload it RSS feed tonight. <laughs> Not today, but tonight. But uh, yeah, John, I, I hate to break it to you, but we're actually podcasting right now. No. Scar- scary, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't handle the pressure. There are people here. What Mistakes do I do? Mistakes for me. I jump off the map. Rip. Sorry, guys. I'll have to <laughs> podcast through my fingers as I cover my face. Just, just, just sign language the podcast for the most interesting show in the world. Just furiously sign languaging everything <laughs> that you're saying. I'm sure people can hear the, the, the airflow of your hands and understand what exactly is going on there? Good God, we did forget how to podcast, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's actually kind of sad. <laughs> That's, I mean... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 45 of the End of the Week podcast. It's been about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe nine weeks since the last episode of this podcast. Yeah, it, it's been... Um, <clears throat> we've been on sabbatical. Yeah, all of our computers simultaneously broke, and we all also lost all of our internet in which to contact each other, and we all also just kind of busy. So, a little bit busy. We, it, it's been a it's been a busy couple of a uh, couple of months. I mean, you know, took a vacation, had a hurricane or two, lost power for a week. Destiny Stuff came happened. out. <laughs> then Destiny Two came out, and it's been super busy ever since that game dropped, and a bunch of other stuff like Monster Hunter Stories came out. And now we're like a week away from Super Mario Odyssey. So we're back bringing you guys the end of the week podcast to talk a bit about some of the things going on in the gaming universe this week. But uh, of course, we've got our usual, our usual fams. We've got Mr. Hunt Artist. What up? We've got Black Vox, salty as ever. I was made in the salt, born in it, molded, molded by, by it. By it. <laughs> I season everything I touch. I do. This. With the salty seasoning salt. And of course, I am the Black Link, and we're going to be uh, spending a little bit of time talking to you guys about some of the games we've been playing this week, and then going into a, a few bits of gaming news. Now, I know one thing I haven't forgotten about this show is I always say this, but this week we're actually going to adhere to it. It's probably going to be a shorter episode this week. There's not too, too much to talk about, and uh, we got to prepare for some things. Yeah. But, in fact, we're done. See you guys later. Bye. See you guys it. in 96 so days much. when Monster Hunter World comes out all right bye uh you won't be seeing me (laughs) yeah you right you nah man like i'm not working that whole month i'm just gonna be sitting in my room i'm gonna have my blackout shutters just closed you know that's on a friday right yes perfect world launches on a friday so they're trying to take that nintendo slot huh yeah i was gonna say they're gonna take time away from mario odyssey I mean, that's, you know, that's going to be a couple months after Mario Odyssey comes out. So hopefully we'll be able to tear our way, ourselves away from it. Dude, Monster Hunter World, 
like I, I spent uh, I spent parts of this week going back and watching a lot of the footage that I missed when I was on like vacation and when I was uh, without power. So I got to catch up on like a lot of the charge blade videos and the weapon videos and the monster videos. This is legitimately going to be the greatest game of all time, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of scary how on point that game looks. Like, it's got every, literally everything any Monster Hunter fan has ever asked for. It's like, they fixed the controls. Okay, great. They fixed, um, the, they made it an open world with no boundaries. Okay. Uh, drop in, drop out co-op so that you Mm -hmm. can, you can just join a hunt whenever you want. No waiting in a lobby. Like, it's crazy. And it's on, it's on a home console. Like, the biggest, Thing that people have been asking for for the past like three to four years we love monster hunter on mobile but we wanted it on a home console and boom there we go and they also inadvertently fixed the problem of like people joining rooms and then being kicked because they don't have the best gear or whatever because you can yeah. just join a hunt in progress and there you go you can't i don't believe there's any method for kicking someone once they've actually joined your room unless you make it private yeah, it's just an it's just an open world experience. You can drop in, drop out, get what you need, and get gone. And what an incredible experience it looks like it's going to be. Just a, uh, and it's it's so weird because it's this is of course coming out of Capcom, who uh, has been really on and off when it comes to making uh, great, <laughs> good, consumer friendly gaming experiences over the past couple of years, certainly. Mm-hmm. And it's like. They took a real risk with this because it is a more westernized monster hunter. It is a very westernized monster hunter. And that's, that's, that's kind of a huge departure from the franchise as a whole. Mm -hmm. And it, it looks like it's going, it looks like it's really going to pay off because they're incorporating some of that western styled open world nature, the questing nature, the, the co-op where it, 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 like you said, it's free form. You can jump in, drop out. Change your weapons, change your armor. They they kind of experimented a little bit with uh, with glamoring in Monster Hunter Double Cross, and that's turned oh, out pretty well. Yeah, I don't remember if I told you, but you can totally not only can you toggle your helmet, but you can totally just glamour. Yeah, there are I some. Saw that there are some armors that you'll be able to get in the game that don't even have stats; they're just for glamour. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like I said, it's a huge departure from the the normal Monster Hunter franchise, and it looks like it's really gonna pay off. I agree. I am crazy excited for this game. And, uh, yeah, it, what you were saying before about it being like a Western game is true, or at least it, that was like their design mentality. But it turns out Japan is just as hyped for this game as we are because, like, they had some Japan only events and there were week long lines. Week long mm. lines. People stood in line for several days to play this game. That is how impressive it is. So, if you haven't had a chance, you can check out uh, tons of uh, Gamescom videos now. There's all, they're all over the place. Um, and uh, look forward to that game, because it is amazing. And I'm, I, I don't know if I told you about this, Sean, but I've already started preparing my channel for when that comes out. I hired a musician to make some music for me. And no. uh, I hired, I, I'm, I'm scouting around for an animator. I've already contacted a few. To make me like a, a a few things for the channel, but I, bleh, right on, man. Got anybody yet? But yeah, that's going to be a thing. So, look Monster to Hunter World's going to be incredible. It's just going to be an absolutely incredible experience, and I can't wait to see more. And I'm still super salty that it's not coming out for this holiday season. <clears throat> yeah, 
I really could have used that right now. But, you know, it's coming out in January, which is way earlier than I was expecting for it to come out. I figured it would be a, a March release, just like, you know, uh, Monster Hunter or Monster Hunter games usually release generally in March. And uh, I guess I'll just have to take it. That'll give me plenty of time to play around with or more with uh, Destiny 2 and then, you know, Super Mario Odyssey. And then I can just jump right into Monster Hunter World. So I'll take what I can get. But alright, what do you say we move on to talking a bit about some of the games we've been playing this week before we dive into some of the uh, the news topics that have been going on. Nate, you been playing anything interesting? Uh, well, I want to start off by saying there's one game that we all shared in common that we've been playing a lot, so maybe we should just save that for its own topic, <laughs> and uh, that way we can get through this real quick. I've been playing Stardew Valley on Switch uh, oh, yeah. like like crazy, like uh, they, that released on Switch with a bunch of uh, quality of life changes, and uh, there's no multiplayer yet, but it's still, it's still Stardew Valley, it's still amazing. I've actually put more time into this than I ever did on PC, so I'm really happy with th- how things are turning out. Uh, John, I've got the, uh, I've got the, the brewing going, so money is coming in gotta pretty quick. Gotta make alcohol. <laughs> People want drinks. They want That's it right. you gotta, in their bodies. Gotta be Al Capone. Gotta be Al Capone. I've Screw got, prohibition. <laughs> I've got my cellar going so I can age all the, the alcohol that I'm making. Yes. Uh, I married Penny, and she hates alcohol, so there's kind of like this weird, like, Devil and Angel on my shoulder. It's like, oh, you're selling alcohol to her alcoholic mother. Uh, but yeah. I mean, you're still smashing, so it's all matters, right? (laughs) Smashing and making shmoney. Um, on top of Stardew Valley, I've also been playing Danganronpa V3, which is, um, or I should say I played because I beat that. It's amazing. It's a fantastic game. Anybody who's interested in the Danganronpa series should check it out. You don't necessarily have to have played the other ones to be able to get this one. Um, it just phenomenal game. Totally recommend it. Uh, I can't say any more without. It's a story game, so if I say anything else, it'll spoil anything. So think of it like uh, Phoenix Wright, but on drugs. Yeah, it's Phoenix Wright <laughs> with lots of murder. Okay, the 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 core plot is like uh, you are sixteen high school students and you're trapped in a school by this maniacal robot bear. I know. Um, and he instructs everyone that, or he makes them all play this killing game where you have to kill someone and get away with it to leave the school. And if you get away with it, then everybody else dies. But if they figure out it was you, only you die. So it's like this murder mystery, Phoenix Wright, uh, first person puzzle. It's really great. Um, the, the final game I've been playing is, uh, um, well, no, there's two more. Uh, I've been playing the new uh, Warriors game, the the Fire Emblem Warriors, which is yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's decent. It's it's not nearly as good as uh, the Hyrule Warriors, I don't think. Waifu but, bait. Yeah, it's such a waifu game. Like it's crazy. Um, I was gonna say, there's no real way that could that could come out and not just be complete waifu bait. That's a huge part of what Fire Emblem is these days. Yeah, Which is saddening it's... because it never used to be waifu bait. It used to be yeah. a tactical RPG. Like, uh, like Camilla from Fire Emblem Birthright and Conquer or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, she's, she, you know, she's the, the super tall Amazonian busty lady who wears like the revealing armor and whatnot and her victory thing is like the camera zooms in on her chest and then she's like oh no eyes up here like 
that's that's what Fire Emblem has become. It's a little it's a little <laughs> sad, but like whatever. It's still a Musou game. It's still you know hack and slash. And if you enjoy that core uh, gameplay, then you're always going to enjoy whatever uh, skin it puts on, be it One Piece or Hyrule Warriors or what have you. So uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Look, little- people, I'm I'm perfectly fine with the waifu nature of Fire Emblem as long as it maintains the normal, you know, tactical style gameplay or, you know, with this Musou game, the normal warrior style gameplay. Put as many waifus in as you want, Intelligent. Put as many as you want. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get back to Paper Mario and make it great again. Oh, make it great again. That will not happen until Miyamoto is dead in the ground. Uh, Rip. I don't want him to die, I so wish. I guess I'll just hold it for like 30, 30 like, more years. What do we do? W- do we sacrifice one of the greatest creative minds of all time so that we <laughs> just, can get a new Paper Mario? Paper Mario? Paper Mario? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Not for honor, but for paper. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's a pretty good game. Either. And finally, I've been going back through and doing another hard mode run of um, uh, Breath of the Wild. And uh, Ooh, there you go. Having, having a ton of fun with that. Like... The extra challenge it, really makes the game better. Good. I was mm-hmm. I was gonna ask like how how much of a challenge is it for you? Do you feel like this should have been the default difficulty, or do you feel like it should have been <sighs> what it what it was, and this is just for enthusiasts? Yes and no, because uh, on the one hand, the map is littered now with uh, like white bokoblins, and yeah. while I love that, when you first start off the game. There is no feasible way to kill them. Unless you, like, push yeah. them off a cliff, there's no way to get rid of them. So, it's not until, like, you have your Master Sword, you have your Barbarian Armor, you have uh, potions and whatnot that you can really even kind of stand toe-to-toe with them. So, but in a way, that's kind of how I wanted the game to be in the first place. Like, there should be a reason, Back going back to what we were saying about, like, Destiny running out of steam pretty quickly... Well, it's because, like, we went and got all the most powerful stuff and we're at the highest light level, and then there's nothing to really challenge you anymore. Whereas mm-hmm. with this, like, if I ever run into a white main, uh, or a gold main, uh, uh, Lionel, uh, Lionel yeah. I'm done. Like, it's gonna take me a half an hour <laughs> to kill that thing. And that's, that's great, yeah. I think. I, I like that a lot. Tried the Trial of the Sword. Oh boy. <laughs> that that is nuts. I don't think I I don't know that I'll ever be able to beat that unless I'm like maxed out on hearts. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd imagine that must be pretty rough on that game mode cuz even on the normal game mode, um Trial of the Sword had some rooms that were a little bit ridiculous, like a couple of the final ones where it's just like, "All right, you're in a room and everything's on a horse chasing you down immediately yeah. with bomb arrows." Okay. This this is fine. Also, now- there's some sentinel guardians up on towers. It took yeah. me a couple of uh, days to get down the trial on a hard mode. It was really you did beat it. Okay, so it was, at least I know it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it will test your patience, your your limits, and your sanity. Yeah, because like each floor is going to take you like five to ten minutes now, mm-hmm. and if not longer, and so there's what like twenty five, so that's two hundred and fifty minutes at a minimum. Yep. It, so yeah. I think my run took me like three and a half hours. Yeah, this is the Breath of the Wild equivalent of the raid. Like, yeah. if there were multi, I, 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 I keep saying I wish it had multiplayer, but this would be the raid of Breath of the Wild. So I'm yeah. gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I just gotta, I gotta finish powering up first. So 
I uh, believe in you. Do uh, does the game actually give you your your powers when you're in there? I can't remember. I think it takes away your powers. Uh, your uh, like like your Mifa's blessing and whatnot. I'm pretty sure you have your powers. Hmm. Um, I don't remember using any when I was in there, so I'm not sure Maybe actually. Because because you can't use those when you're around. in um when you're in trials, right? Mm, no. Yeah, so, I guess yeah, not. I, I, I would say it might it might not be. Might not be live in there. Have we have we gotten any word on um when the next DLC pack is coming out? It just says winter. Yeah, it just says uh, uh, holiday 2017. So you think December they're gonna wait until? Yeah, I was gonna say you think they're gonna wait until uh, maybe Super Mario Odyssey has been out for a bit. Yeah, yeah, that would not be surprising to me. So they can so they can pad out their winter release schedule. That would make a lot of sense because they don't want to send people out, running dude? back. What's even huh? coming out holiday? I, I don't think anything is. I think it's just it was going to be Fire Emblem Warriors, Super Mario Odyssey, and then that was going to be it until um until next year. And that would make sense, you know, to uh, rather than throwing out the Zelda story DLC right now if they're even done with it, uh, you know, a week before Super Mario Odyssey, they want people to be able to play that for a while, and they don't want they definitely don't want to try to put those two up against one another. So I could definitely see them, you know, letting Super Mario Odyssey come out, give people a month to play with that, and then sometime mid-December, boom, Zelda DLC. Yeah, I would. Guys, I just converted another person. They just messaged me that uh, he picked up uh, Monster Hunter Stories, which is another game that I played during our podcast last laps. But, uh, podcast laps? Two months <laughs> uh, But, um, yeah, he picked it up and he's loving it, so. Good. That's another game, I've- people. Go out and buy Monster Hunter Stories. It's Pokemon and Monster Hunter. Boom. I've I've heard a lot of good things about it, not just from you, but um from around the internet that uh, it's it's better than a lot of people were expecting it to be. And we I almost didn't, really didn't have, have it. For it. Yeah. Nintendo, you know, stepped up and brought that game over and thank God cuz it is amazing. They've been doing a lot of that as of late and uh I hope I hope it's going to be a trend that continues. No more games just coming out in Japan. We play that stuff too. I, I'm I'm praying that this and Monster Hunter Stories finally convinces Capcom that we in the West actually do like their friggin' games. Like, yeah, they they seem to think that in the West we just like hate their games. Meanwhile, we're importing them. We're mm-hmm. we we made Resident Evil what it is. Like basically, and Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter. Frig, man, like. Just give me your freaking games. You made them already. I mean, we play them. We we like your games, Capcom. Just, you know, bring them over. That's all why, you gotta do. Why won't you take my money, Capcom? Oh, you, well, actually, that's not true. You're still taking my money. It's just being converted into yen. Oh, yeah. Well, rip. <laughs> oh, well. But, um, yeah, that's all the games that I've been playing. How about you guys? Pretty good list, man. Pretty good list. John, what you been up to? Uh... Playing almost the same list of games you've been playing, Sean, except for one minor difference. I've been playing some Warframe with with you and with, with with you and Jordan. That's been kind of a treat because the movement options are such a contrast from the games that I've been playing over the past month. It's kind of a shock oh, yeah. going into Warframe and be like, I can basically fly and glide everywhere that I want to. Sick. Like I said, um, I'm I'm really not interested in a lot of the other things going on. Like I don't, I have no idea where I am in the story. I have no idea what's going on, what I'm even grinding for. But I'll play it just for the for the movement system. Yeah. The movement in Warframe is so expansive. It's so fast paced that I just love it. I've never played it, so I can't comment. It's free to play, it's good. Nate, so 
It's like it's a free to play game, play. but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of investment there. Like, cause uh, <laughs> it's it's a free to play game, but it's been out for years, like absolutely years. And um, there's a lot of content in it, so it's easy to get in and get like a little lost. Hmm. And you guys are playing this on PC. Uh no, we're playing it on PS4. And uh, although I I think it's um. I think it's uh I think I'm pretty sure servers are cross compatible, aren't they? I think so, yeah, cuz there's no PvP, Ooh. I don't think. Mhm. So, but anyways, right. what else were you saying about it? Uh nothing, just that the movement system was kind of a shock. Other than that, it's just like yeah, there's stuff to like grind for, but I feel like the grind is very um prolonged stuff that you craft has like a has like a timer system, which I don't know how I feel about yet. I'm still just getting back into it. But I'll see like later later down the line once I've played it more. Other than Warframe, mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot more of Metal Gear because why not? Because free to play this month. Yeah, it is free to free to play this month for PSN users for another nine or so days, ten or so days. October has thirty one mm-hmm. months, right? Or thirty one <laughs> days. Has 31 wow. Months. Oh, oh, it's the months. infinite <laughs> month. <laughs> Where every day is yeah. the end of the month, <laughs> literally. Welcome yeah. to end of the month. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, for for those out there who haven't played it, if you're a PSN Plus member, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is the free to play game for this month. So get it; it's fantastic. It is super fantastic. It's kind of like Destiny, where you know, not a lot, not a not a very coherent story, but gameplay is fantastic. Get in on it. You've been crafting stuff. Trying to get you. Uh, I kind of can't R&D like up. do a lot because the servers are still are still down for me. I can't expand my FOBs. I can't send squads out on um, missions. So right now I'm just waiting for Konami to fix their game because uh, servers have been down for like the past couple of weeks. People have been saying, "Yeah, I can't uh, connect to the server." So even though it wow, says I'm still connected to the server, I just can't do certain things. I can. I can craft weapons and stuff through my R&D team, but I can't send squads out and I can't expand my FOB. It, That's weird. I mean, weird. I haven't played in the I haven't played basically since Monday, so I wasn't aware of the servers being down. They're down for certain areas. I from from oh. from what I'm reading is is that Konami has some kind of data center that's out, I guess maybe towards the southeast, I don't know. But anyway, I can't get uh, any type of stuff done with with my FOB or my squad, so I'm kind of screwed right right now with some of mm-hmm. the progression that I can do, like recruiting new members and going out and grabbing mans. Like I really have to watch my uh, caps on my personnel. Um, other than that, been playing some Fallout Four, but going back to that game because well, I kind of gave it a break for over a year and a half. I haven't played it since. 2016 i looked at my files i have it my last day was in january of 2016 damn so it's been over a year and 10 months since i've played that game uh this they had a sale for their season pass so i said "Eh, i've got i've got 30 bucks lying around i'll go ahead and toss it so i got the season pass downloaded all of the dlc installed some mods which are actually really fun i installed a um weather mod i installed a um, environmental mod and i think i installed a weapon mod for like adding legendary prefixes to like guns 
so I don't have to grind out legendaries, which was kind of fun. I just took a weapon, plopped it down on the table, and said, you, you will be a freeze gun now. And as I recall, you borked your game, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I loaded too many mods at once, and my, and my <laughs> PS4 said, no, you will, you, will, you will not do this to me. Hold it. <laughs> the game was like, no, you can't have the bigger boobies mod, and also there actually the is biggest one. boobies mod. <laughs> there actually is yes. one. That's one of the ones I didn't download, sadly, but I may have to go back and... Sadly. There you go. So I've been playing some of that, and the last game I've been playing is some good old Destiny 1. Yeah! And getting back on that game, because there's stuff to do in Destiny 1, surprisingly. Going going back, looking at how guns used to be, looking at snipe rifles like, I'll never betray you again, I'm sorry. I've done it too many times, I'm sorry. Looking at looking at my at my rocket launcher like i love you i love how you don't have this procedural timer that uh prevents me from shooting you too too quickly i love how you have more than one shot in your mag i love how you have three to four shots in your in your mag did i mention that i like having shots in my mag (laughs) did i mention that you know having actual modifiers and strikes that make it fun to run strikes is cool did i mention strikes having specific gear that's tied to them so you have to run those strikes in order to get a chance at it is neat yeah i mean you and i have both been playing destiny one for or for the past couple of days and and it's crazy to go back and kind of see some of the questionable things that weren't immediately brought over into destiny 2 and that's certainly something we'll be talking about i guess in a little bit i'm pretty sure the destiny um, 2 team has been has been working on on this game since prison of elders launched in 2015 basically well since the taken king because they remember they made the Taken. oh yeah they did make taking so they've had two years to basically build the world implement the systems that they wanted in the game and then that's it which i will say they've done a great job with the environment in destiny 2 they've done a great job with the way weapons feel and sound gunplay still the same Mm -hmm. however there are some questionable things that weren't carried over like you said the strikes uh specific loot the lack of modifiers from those strikes um other quality of life changes that we got further down the line in Destiny's or Destiny One's life cycle are not present inside of Destiny Two. Curiously, very, very curiously. Um, but I will say that I've had a blast going back and playing some of the old content. Just the other day, Sean J- Jordan, which is Sean's brother, and I, we went and we finished our Outbreak Prime quest. We went, we ran a couple mm-hmm. of raids, we ran Wrath of the Machine and Vault, and it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, I have no gripes with either of those raids, but Destiny 2's raid just seems to be lacking a certain something, whether it's in the loot, whether it's in the the design of the raid. I It's just too much work for it. no return. Agreed. And that's yeah. somebody who that that's coming from from somebody who wasn't there for you know the grind of Destiny One and whatnot. He uh, we 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 got Nate here through the the raid a week or two ago, and yeah, it's a lot of work that you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of reward for, especially if this is like your second or maybe third time running the raid because of course there's no grind for light level there, and um, there's there's no you know once you've got the the weapons and the armor there's there's no real variable roles to them so there's just like there's no point at the end of the day like the prestige version of the raid came out this week Nate 
which is the, the hard version of the raid, the super hard version. It adds a couple of changes to the mechanics and uh, makes the enemies a lot more difficult. And there were teams who were running it for hours, hours upon hours upon hours, who stopped and came to the realization on, you know, their 32nd try at the, the dogs and said, why are we doing this? There's, there's no benefit. We're not getting any stronger from doing this. There's no new weapons at all in the prestige version of the raid. All it is is some different colored armor and an emblem. That's all you get for the prestige version of the raid. Yep. And so many, so many teams stopped and said, why are we doing this? And there's not a legitimate answer to that question. There is no reason for you to do it right now, in my opinion. I haven't run the prestige raid, and I have no intention of running it. On the one hand, I understand the idea that Bungie had, which is like, we don't want to limit uh, content from yeah. for people who don't necessarily have the skill or time to do these prestige raids that makes total sense. But then the the problem is you're you're kind of cutting content off for people who are actually going to do it too. Like there's yeah. no middle ground. It's like why even have the prestige raid then if 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 there's no real reason to run it. And and yeah, you're right. I think this was a part of their decision uh, because they don't want to have any exclusive content. This is a big change from Destiny 1 where there was gear that you could only get for if you ran trials. There was gear that you could only get if you ran specific strikes. There was gear that you could only get if you ran Iron Banner. Shoot, there was gear that you could only get if you ran an event uh, at, a, at a specific time in its history. So Iron Banner in this year that you could, you could never get again. And they certainly, it really seems like with Destiny 2, they don't want... They don't want any of that exclusive content. They want everything to be accessible to everyone. And there's some merit to that. You know, it's certainly more casual friendly and it opens up the game to a wider audience. But at the same time, it's like you can't just uh, you're going to have that content in the game for people who are going to play your game. And when you don't have that content there, it's like, why do you even why why would people even bother playing it? Oh, yeah. And, I don't remember if I said this or not or if it was alluded to in the months long ago podcast but i've been playing destiny 2 pretty heavily like mm -hmm. i'm i'm pretty close to the light level cap i've got three characters i did the raid um so we did end up having to cheese uh callus at the end just because no shame in that i did two weeks where we 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 spent like five like like five six hours doing the raid and then not having enough time to beat him. So then we, we mm -hmm. finally just, like, cheesed Callus at the end. Which, you know, was fine. I don't mind. Sorry, go well, ahead. Like I told Continue. you, now now you're a real guardian. You've cheesed a raid boss. You are a real guardian now, Nate. Congratulations. Yeah. Take off the uh, training wheels, put on some extra heavy-duty training wheels. That's right. And it's good stuff. But, um, yeah, that's just, a, that's just a, a problem going on with, with Destiny 2 right now. And there are <laughs> quite a few of those. But, uh, anything else, John? Um, Destiny 1, Warframe, Fallout 4, Metal Gear. Uh, that's about it. About it. Honestly, I can't think of anything else. Except for my mobile game that I play, which is Pokemon Duel. That's about it. You really love that mobile game. It's basically Pokemon and chess. I enjoy it. They're having their <laughs> hey John, have you ever right now. have you ever played Pokemon Conquest? I've heard about it. It's on the DS. You might want to look into it. It's um, it's uh, Nobunaga's Conquest mixed with Pokemon. Okay, and it's like a it's like a um, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics esque. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. But it's like you get one human character and one Pokemon character, and you have to like figure out everything. I think you get a couple of Pokemon actually. Gotcha. All right. I'll look into mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, as for me, you know, we've talked a bit about Destiny. Played a lot of Destiny One this week because, uh, you know, with the end game in Destiny Two, there's not really too many things for you to do right now outside of your weekly milestones. So we've been back playing a lot of Destiny One. Really enjoying going through strikes and raids and whatnot. Like you said, we got the Outbreak Prime, which was the final exotic, the final quest exotic in Destiny One. We hadn't gotten it yet, and uh, so we went back and got that finished. Um, other than that, you know, I've been playing a bit of Metal Gear Solid Five, getting back into that, just uh, getting in some of the in-game crafting and whatnot. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Warframe and a lot of Elder Scrolls Online, the, uh, the Elder Scrolls MMO. I've recently jumped back into that. The Morrowind expansion came out a couple of months ago, and so I've been diving in, getting through some of the story quests in there, getting my, uh, my, my veteran champion levels grind it up, which is kind of like in-game light grinding, uh, to compare it to Destiny. Having a lot of fun with that. It's a, Elder Scrolls Online has always been kind of a weird MMO, because, uh, I think you have it, Nate, right? Oh yeah, I have it. But, um, it, it, it was kind of like, it started out like the original Final Fantasy XIV, where it was really kind of boring. It was just this huge open world that was a little boring, and they, they later came back and revamped it, and, uh, have added have added a bunch of things to it, and um, I'm really enjoying it now, you know, getting in there, it's kind of like playing Skyrim, but with a bunch of other people, and so I've just been grinding out, doing quests and whatnot, and getting into the fun of that game, and uh, other than that, you know, just just, just the usual, I dab, I, I, I don't really play too much Destiny 2 <laughs> outside of anything else right now, generally only for my streams, when I uh, when I hop in there to just get the milestones and whatnot done. I just really been dabbling between Warframe and Elder Scrolls Online, getting quests and, and story missions and whatnot done for that, trying to trying to grind out a couple of in-game gear sets for uh for my Templar, my magic Templar, so I can just blast out magic everywhere. It's cool. It's a fun game. I got Jay back into it, just like he got me back into Warframe, where uh we've been grinding out. So it's a good time. Good time. But otherwise nothing too special there. Waiting for uh waiting for this coming Friday for me to spend a little bit more time on my Nintendo Switch, because of course, this Friday, October 27th, we have got the all-new Super Mario Odyssey coming out. That is going to be dropping on Friday, and it is probably going to be one of the biggest games of the year. And I really, really can't wait to get my hands on that. Have you guys been seeing the commercials for it? Yeah. Uh, they, they did like that new live-action jazz band... Yeah. Dance off thing. And, uh, I mean, this is something we've talked about this game quite a few times on previous episodes, but I'm really, really excited for it. I haven't, I really haven't seen or re- had a, had a, had a exploration feeling like this for a Mario game since Super Mario 64 when I saw the original commercials and trailers for that back in like 1996. And, um, it really looks like it's going to be an incredible experience. We've gotten a couple of extra trailers, just a couple of gameplay uh, trailers in the past couple of weeks that have looked really good. You guys been watching them? Mm. I haven't seen any, so. No. Sorry. Trying to keep it as a surprise for yourself? No, I just haven't seen any. Really? Oh. Yeah, a couple of people have gotten to uh, to play it, I guess, at some events out in out in the wild, but it's, it's, it's very limited footage, so it's not like you're going to go in there and see an entire world or anything like that. 
but uh, it's got that it's got that sense of of <clears throat> hub world based exploration back that kind of Super Mario sixty four had, and I really. I just cannot wait. This Friday, I can't believe we're so close to it. We've also got Destiny 2, of course, uh, coming out on PC this week. Sleep. I get the feeling I'm going to sleep on that. Sleep. <laughs> I am. I mean, I've got it downloading right now, and I'll probably play it in my free time, but I know once Friday rolls around next week, that's that's going to be the end. It's just going to be Super Mario Odyssey getting yeah. down on that game all day long, and I am uh, I'm cool with that. I don't know about you guys. Speaking of sleep, we've all kind of had to sacrifice a certain game to be able to make room for all these other games, and that's Final Fantasy XIV, which had a big, oh, yeah. yep. big expansion patch, uh, like changed up all. They fixed Summoner, they they fixed Did Scholar. They? Yeah, now you can resize um, uh, your your uh, what is he Bahamut, I guess or. Oh, so he's not Big Butt Bahamut just in everybody's way? Yeah, Devotion now affects everybody, and it increases your healing and damage potency by 2% for everybody in the raid, which is great. Um, uh, they they fix the potencies on uh, Ruin, and they change the, the stuff for uh, Ruination. And so it just actually works now, and it's it's really nice. But I'm not going to play that game, because I got <laughs> I've got too much stuff to play right now. That is a serious problem this year. There's a lot of stuff to play. Can't be playing video games. I got video games to play. There will be only one game next year. Only one Monster game. Monster Hunter World. Yeet. And it will be the only game that I will play for the rest of my life. Correct. Forever. And I mean, so with with I I, I know that we had big updates in in Final Fantasy 14. I've been thinking about going back into it. But, um, have we, uh, do we have a relic weapon yet? Did they start that quest line? Uh, I believe so, and I think they also reduced the costs for some of the older relic stuff. It's about time. Good. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll go back and complete those. The new raid takes place in Final Fantasy XII. <gasps> Wait, uh, what? Yeah, it's Return to Ivalice. <gasps> you go and, uh, you, you ride, <gasps> like, a an airship to an, a section of Ivalice. <gasps> How? How has this happened? Um, what's another? Uh, I think that there was the housing change. Dan was telling us about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he asked me if I wanted to buy his own, his old housing plot. And then he got <laughs> and there's, Nah. There's a new 70 nah. dungeon that, uh, I think gives you the new tombstone. I think there's a new tombstone. They, they, they changed up the tombstones. Of course, again. they always do. So. Wow, so there's been a lot of content on Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised huh. if they changed crafters. I haven't actually looked. I might yeah, I might have to go check that out, because if there's been a big patch update, then yeah, there's probably new there's probably new crafting items that uh, we can get into and <laughs> I was already in game when I left. Am I gonna have to grind out for more three star stuff? Yeah, we'll you see. Do. Ugh. But I don't know if I have the time for that because freaking, you know, between Destiny and like Mario and all this other stuff, am I going to have the time to do that? No. No. <laughs> the answer, the answer is just a hard no. And like, what a great problem to have. This has been, this has already been an incredible year for gaming when we've got several game of the year titles coming out and even more on the horizon. Ugh, but there's just no time to do everything. None whatsoever. Hmm. I'll have to check it out, though. 
All right, what do you say we talk about a little bit of the gaming news going on this week? Oh, uh, but do we have to? Well, thankfully, there's not too much unless you guys thought of more. You thought. But, um, you thought, you thought. But, I mean, of course, we, we have the Activision thing going on. If, for those who don't know, a quick rundown is that uh, Activision in 2015 filed a patent that would allow for them to create... They were, they were researching ways to create matchmaking algorithms that would matchmake people in their games like Call of Duty and uh, and whatnot based off of microtransactions. So if you were a an extremely high-level player, like an extremely high KD player, we're talking about the 3.0, 4.0 KD players, and you had or used a lot of like microtransaction weapons, so if you had like the X, uh, what is it, the XMC, John? Yeah, the XMC in Black Ops 3? which is the MSMC Something. from Black Ops 2. From Black Ops 2. So if you had something like that and you were, uh, and you, you were just a very dominant force, it was more likely to put you into a match with extremely low KD players, extremely low skill players, so that when you style on them, uh, they would see the kind of DLC weapons that you're using and think, oh, well, I have to buy, I, I should buy those weapons. That's how, that's how I'll get good too. They were trying to create a matchmaking algorithm to encourage people to buy to 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 buy their microtransaction items, their their COD points, so that they can you know buy loot boxes for a ch- chance at getting this kind of stuff. And I gotta say, that is truly insidious. Like that's that's a that's a style of of, of matchmaking that I never considered to be possible. We know that there's some there's some level of skill based matchmaking, but matchmaking people based off of of the kind of DLC items they have, sheesh. That it's also a really sketchy time to be doing it because the whole there's the whole like uh, uh like legal debate of whether or not loot boxes should be considered gambling. Yeah, that's been a huge topic right now. They they're, they're, it's considered gambling in China, like mm-hmm. so much so that the Chinese government requires games that have loot boxes to display. Uh, the chances of getting items out of those loot boxes in the games. Like, Activision had to completely change the way their UI was for the, the Chinese versions of their games. Uh, that should just be the case everywhere, I think. Yeah, I mean, you have to do that in Vegas. With normal, um, with a, I don't know if you, any of you guys have ever been to Vegas or ever been to a, like a general casino, they have to, anytime that they change the odds on any sort of machine, they have to display that. It's federal law, they have to display that front and center, what your odds are of winning, what your odds are of losing, what you can get out of it, and um, if they don't, like, federal commissions come, come down on casinos super hard, which is probably one of the reasons for why so many gaming companies are fighting to uh, ensure that loot boxes aren't considered legal gambling. And um, honestly, I think it is, it is gambling because uh, the, the the argument I think I heard against it because the ESRB made a statement like a month or so ago, or actually it might have been further back than that, that they don't consider loot boxes to be gambling. Well, the e- remember who makes up the, the, the heads of the ESRB. It was literally a commission that was created by Activision. Yeah. Like that's 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 who owns the ESRB, uh, big figureheads from big gaming production companies. So maybe don't take that too much. But their argument was that uh, in 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 loot boxes, you're you're not getting something for nothing. You're always getting some kind of item. It may not be the item you want, but you're always getting some kind of item. But yeah. I think that's that's garbage reasoning because it's all digital stuff, and it's really it really is you're gambling money for nothing. And also, if you already own that item, it might as well be that you're getting nothing. Yeah. You know, it, and that's that's largely what happens there. You get it, a, it's already digital stuff. You're not really actually getting anything. B, if you get duplicate items, you're definitely not getting anything. And C, it's still gambling. 
I mean, if if you go to a slot machine and you put in a hundred dollar bill, but you get a penny back, is did you not gamble there? Is that yeah. not considered gambling because you got a penny back? No, it's still gambling, and and loot boxes are gambling, and I think. Um, Gaming companies really need to get this figured out because their 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 microtransaction systems, especially in games like EA, we just saw that with Battlefront Two. I don't know if either of you guys played the beta, but holy crap, that game needs some rebalancing because a lot of really powerful options are locked behind loot crates. And if you get lucky or you spend a bunch of money on loot crates and get like a couple of power up cards, what was it? There was like one power up card you could apply to Boba Fett that you could get from loot crates. Um, and it, it, it like reduced the damage that he takes while he's in the air doing his rocket barrage by 50%. And if you applied two of those cards to him, he just doesn't take damage in the air anymore. Like that's something you could buy out of a loot crate. Wow. <laughs> and they, 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 there needs to be a change in the industry because of course microtransactions have been going on and they've been absolutely insane in some of these games. And you don't want federal commissions to have to come in and regulate this. That's that's not something you want, Activision, because it's going to basically destroy a large revenue source for you. And I don't know, man. It's 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 definitely a weird issue, but it is absolutely gambling, in my opinion. I, agree. I don't know how much I don't know how much loot crate games you guys play. Uh, I've played, um, uh, well, Destiny for one. Right yeah, there. that's got loot crates. But uh, also, I've played Overwatch, so. Yeah, not really my thing. But it, you know, and this whole this whole matchmaking system where they are matchmaking based off of people who uh, who've bought certain items. Um, call it, or, I think Michael Condry from Sledgehammer came out basically and said this is this is he had no idea this uh, this patent was even a thing, so it's not going to be in and uh, in Call of Duty World War Two. Right, Deej came out from Bungie. Yeah, just like uh, all cosmetic microtransactions, right? But um, Deej came out from Bungie and said, this is definitely not a thing in Destiny, which is good, but that doesn't say anything about games in the future. I mean, that doesn't stop Activision from sometime in the future incorporating this sort of matchmaking system. Mm-hmm. And again, if they do, that is insidious. That is that is that is several different tiers of psychological masterminding where, where you're seeing a player who's just getting stomped over and over and over again. Like, man, what's going on? This this. This crazy Sephiroth XX94 quickscope. He's, he's, what is he using? Oh, he's using the intervention, that, that, that weird intervention DLC gun from Modern Warfare 2. Do I need that? Do I need to get that M16 in Black Ops 3? Do I need to get that ACR in Infinite Warfare? Let me go spend some money on it. That is, like, you, crazy levels. You know it's extra screwed up when somebody from within your company has to come out and say, like, oh, we're not evil. We're not doing that. Yeah, this this, this just, isn't us. It's just our bosses that are evil. Like, we, we don't stand by that. Yeah. <laughs> we're not evil. It's just our company is evil. It's like, nah, miss me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... That's been going that that's so that's been a really huge topic in gaming right now because of course microtransactions are huge. Uh Shadow of War, the new uh the new Middle Earth game, that got into some trouble because of the kinds of uh microtransactions that were held in there. And I don't know, man, I really don't want to see the industry have to be regulated to to deal with this kind of stuff, but maybe that's what maybe that's what needs to happen. We'll see. Just sitting here shaking my head the whole time, silently. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. But uh, that's the only news story I had. You guys go. 
Whatever you got. Uh, uh, I've got a couple. Yeah. Um, EA shut down Visceral earlier this week. Oh yeah, they oh, did. No. Y'all want to know who was, yes. who was the uh, who was the head of their Star Wars story project? Yep the the one who was going to be making the 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 open the open air kind of not quite open world Star Wars action adventure game, but but uh, yeah they were they were they've been working on that for years. And they also made the the trilogy of uh, Dead Space games. Yep. They did, yep. But y'all want to know and, who, uh, was, th- who was brought on as the, um, as I guess the director slash writer? Wasn't it Amy uh, Hennig? Yep. Oh God, from, she's uh, gone too. Yeah, from Uncharted. Yep, she was from. Uh, well, I mean, that lady just cannot catch a break. No, everywhere she goes, she gets fired after making amazing content. And like, um, I think they made a statement, like some kind of throwaway statement, saying that. Uh, they're they're going to be continuing making the Star Wars game, but that they're going to be altering it to to match market trends. I don't know about you guys, but that I know what that mm-hmm. means. That means development hell and or death, and or death. And if it is coming out, basically they're looking at uh at games like Shadow of War and saying, okay, how can we turn this RPG into a a loot based RPG? A loot-based kind of action RPG. That that's what that says to me. When EA of all companies says, "Yeah, we're going to continue developing it, but but you know, it, it, we're going to go in a different direction to to match current market trends." Yeah. Mm-mm. When your favorite genre becomes the den of evil, uh, a hive of scum and villainy, yeah. and uh, that's probably what's going to happen. So, rip visceral. I'm super sorry to hear that. Also, humble bundle has been bought by IGN. Oh yeah, no. that did happen this week. Yep. That oh. also happened this week. Mm. Good. And God. That might create some problems because conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And uh I think IGN was already in a bit of trouble with that because of a hat in time. Um I think Ooh. they helped I think uh didn't IGN help like didn't they had something to do with the developers there um who who made that game and of course giving it coverage you got to disclose that sort of thing. And like, how is that going to go forward with like hum with, with humble bundle with, which was, you know, dedicated to, to charities. They donate lots of their proceeds to charity. And, you know, does is that going to affect the kinds of games we're going to be seeing on humble bundle? I don't, I don't know. This, it, it raises a bunch of questions when you have one of the major media organizations, uh, owning basically a game distributor. I don't know, man. I weird, and I mean IGN just kind of like corporately sucks. A lot of yeah. the 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 little guys inside IGN are cool, but as a corporation, IGN has been known to just like suck. So, oh well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, what is that to say? Two other yeah. like weird, or I guess little tidbits. Uh, Gabe has entered the. Uh, top 100 richest people on on the uh, planet great make half-life 3 didn't he like say half-life 3 will never I- exist didn't he say that yeah yes. as long as he's alive mm-hmm. which uh says to me <laughs> the assassins are coming they're coming <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gonna be stopping we're at on the our way boys coming for you gabe <laughs> We're coming. And no escape. The now. last little rumor is that is that Nino Kuni two is coming to Xbox One, but that's just a rumor at this point. Have you seen any of the gameplay for that? Uh, a little bit, but not too much. I don't want to spoil it. it 
doesn't look very impressive to me. Really? Not like the first one did. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I only got to see, like, maybe a minute and a half of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. But I got you. Well, that's all I got. Pretty good, 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 uh, good, good contribution, John. I, yeah. ca- I, I completely forgot about the visceral thing, yeah. uh, happening earlier this week, and holy crap, like, uh, they were working on some big stuff, and like, I'm super worried about that Star Wars game now. Mm-hmm. This was fun, guys. We should meet up in another six months and do this game. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, man, it's not not bad, not bad at all. I think, uh, you know, you know what, we might we might be able to make a regular thing out of this. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been right po- on. that might have been possible six months ago, but maybe not anymore. There's too much to play. There's there's too much going on. Even right now, I'm sitting here looking at the login screen to Elder Scrolls Online, twitching. <laughs> like, gotta get back. Gotta get back to grinding. Got gotta get back. Back to the past. <laughs> But right on, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for episode 45 of the End of the Week podcast. See, I told you we'd keep it short this week, and we, we actually, we actually did it. We had a round of applause, gentlemen. Almost like we, we, like, almost like we used to do podcasts like this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Good. Good stuff. Plus, we kept it anyways, under an hour. Yes, this is big. This is, this is turning over a new leaf here. Good. No, no hour and a half, two hour podcast this week. Yeah. Rip oh, one last news story. Apparently, Respawn is working on a on a Oculus Rift game. Don't know why, but they are. Okay, that's it. I thought VR was dead. It's not dead. Cool story, bro. <laughs> I mean, aren't they like aren't they like six or seven months late? I don't know. Okay, I want to tell you guys a little secret. I own both a PlayStation headset and I own an Oculus Rift, and I have touched both of them maybe three times. Yeah, man. The, oh gosh. And remember the beginning of this year, I think we had podcast episodes talking about the future of VR and how it finally seems like we're going to be getting some real VR pushes no. and rip. Nope. No. I seem to remember nope. us thinking that Nintendo was going to be a part of that race. Yeah, I'm, pretty, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure during was, our absence, there was an article where somebody sat down with Nintendo and said, like, how do you see VR? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, we don't think it's very viable right now, but uh, we don't. We don't see VR. <laughs> yeah, we don't see VR. We don't see it at all. And well, yeah, they were. That's it. No <laughs> VR for right now. It Nintendo's really like, taken it off. doesn't have room for my artistic vision, man. Yeah, my, my artistic vision. How? Even though they've got the perfect control oh, setup absolutely. for VR, arguably the, the best possible control the best. setup. Yeah. Um, Ugh. I don't know. We'll I, have to see. I'm guessing they're feeling a little burned after doing like 15 years of friggin' 3D. And and also, you know, like twenty five years of making people forget about the Virtual Boy. <clears throat> it never happened. <clears throat> we never gave you bleeding eyes. It ne- it never happened. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> Please believe me. Please believe me. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for episode 45 of the End of the Week podcast, second outro here. Before we get on out of here, we do like to let you guys know where you can find us across the internet and if we've got anything special coming up. Mr. Hunt Artist, you've got some new things going on, don't you? Uh, I do. Uh, for one, uh, I have a lot of nothing. And then uh, the week after that, I have nothing. So, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, like when Monster Hunter World comes out, that's going to be the end of me. Neck beard like, hype. I'm going to be like uh, a, a a recluse that nobody can talk to or finds. Um, you know where to uh, find. But me. I am going to be making. 
I, I am going to be making streams and videos and things All like right. that. But real talk though, well, I guess yeah, I guess we can like talk about this after the podcast. But yo, you already All brought right. it up. Finish what, the thought. W- do it. What <laughs> platform are we going to be playing on? Uh, both. Okay. All. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna buy it for PS4 and PC. Okay, down deal. But I'd I'd I easy. But, <sighs> I have friends who only have Xboxes, yeah, so I'm right. buying it for that too. Sean, I'm getting a TI next year. You have you're gonna spend seven hundred bucks on a graphics I card. I. The only thing I'm wondering <laughs> is if my is if my CPU can really handle a TI. Yeah, that nothing to do with your CPU. I thought, I thought CPU affects performance. It, it, that'll affect the game performance. It's not going to do anything to your graphics card. That's, that's its own process. I want to run well. <laughs> I'm going to get a Threadripper. I'm going to buy a whole new motherboard. <laughs> there you go. Two th- or two, $1,000 GPU Easy. or CPU. Get it. Easy money. <laughs> but I John, guess... where are you at on the internet? What what, what do you do? Um, I make Twitter memes on uh, johndoesburgers.com. Big large yeah you can also find him black box on youtube he actually puts out videos now get at&t over there to upgrade your this, service this thursday i'll actually start <laughs> you think i think it's been this thursday for like the last two months uh three months you thought? it's been since july <laughs> nate oh uh, yep yeah but once mm. they once they do eventually if if ever i'm gonna start doing content and like stuff cool Hopefully, we'll see. I need to get an Elgato though. Sean, do do you, do, you, do you have an old one? I can hook you. Send up. it to me. I got you. I got you, Thanks, dog. Man. But as for me, you guys know me. I am the Black Link everywhere on the internet: Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at the Black Link. Uh, this week, well, today, the time of this recording, Saturday, October 21st, I've got a video going up talking a bit about some of the Destiny 2 season stuff, uh, what I like, what I dislike. I've got the Planet Destiny podcast tomorrow. Uh, next week, we'll have the usual Destiny 2 coverage, probably doing our weekly milestones on stream Tuesday to Thursday. We'll also have intermittent videos coming out all throughout the week, of course. And then Friday, next Friday, we will be streaming Super Mario Odyssey for probably a significant portion of the day, so make sure you're subscribed over on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the black link, twitch twitch.tv forward slash the black link, and uh, following me on Twitter to stay up to date on all the things we're doing. But all right, that is going to be it for this one, everybody. Thank you so much once again for tuning in to episode 45 of the EOTW podcast, where every day is the end of the week. We still got it, baby, and Lord willing, we'll be back sometime soon. Thanks so much for watching, guys, or listening, or whatever you're doing. We'll catch you next week, or whenever. If we want. <laughs>